Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk Nike Pro's outreach to Muslim women, Chrissy Teigen's postpartum depression, and more. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. All right, you guys, welcome to Fit Club. I am your host, Fallon Mercedes. You can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon across all social media. Shaka, where can they find you? Hey, Shaka Smith. You can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And today is... International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Thank you, Shaka. I'm, I'm Happy International <laughs> Women's yes. Day to you, too. Well, you know, a lot of people were doing that, um, what, uh, no woman for a day thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad you showed up because I couldn't have done I this did. show by yeah, myself. Exactly. <laughs> you know, some people were tweeting online how women, we are known for being responsible. We yeah. have a lot of responsibility. So, you know, for a lot of us, we will still show up. So I'm, I'm a little uh, confused well, by the not showing up part, but... Hey, I will celebrate anyway, (laughs) and I'm glad to be here tonight. Um, In the background, we had Selena Gomez, who you said this is one of your new favorite songs. Yeah, it ain't me. It's sort of like (laughs) a woman's anthem, you know. She doesn't need to, to be there she can be on her own and independent. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all my independent women, all my independent international women. Um, we have great stories for you today, some including um, some prestige international women and some international women topics. First, we want to start start with talking about our favorite voice singer, who's yes. also a woman, uh, <laughs> Courtney Harrell, who had a great event, I think two weeks ago now. Yeah. We didn't talk about it last week, but I right. got some photos. Week. Yeah, that was great. I got some photos. Uh, both Shaka and I showed up, and it was such a good time. Yeah. She had an event at Dragonfly Cycling Studio, mm-hmm. and it was called "It's the Psych Ward." Yeah, and, and it was crazy. It, it was, was crazy. crazy. <laughs> what she did was she invited all her musician friends, and that's us on yeah, the screen, we... <laughs> um, having a good time. She invited her musician friends, some people from The Voice, and she had a workout. For Music Cares, which is an organization that helps musicians who need help. You know, sometimes when you come to L.A., especially you're a struggling artist, you don't get put on certain gigs or you're not getting paid right away. So even Courtney spoke out and said that Music Cares actually helped her when she first started out out here moving from Boston. And, you know, she needed help paying her rent and stuff like that. Yeah, because she knows the ups and downs of the industry, you know. So anything in in the arts, you know, there can be a lot of ups and downs. So what they're doing is really great for a lot of artists. Yeah, so it was so much fun to catch up with her. Um, As you saw the picture of me, Shaka, and I think I did send a picture of me and Courtney as well. (laughs) But you can see us hanging out and having fun. But it was such a good time. If you guys go to our social media, we have other photos and videos posted as well. (laughs) <laughs> there we oh, go. There That's we us. Go. <laughs> yeah. She was so cute. She's like, I don't want to take the picture. I'm all sweaty. And I'm like, no, it's supposed to be to. that way. Yeah. yeah, we just had a good a good class. A good so. workout. <laughs> Shout out to Courtney and the psych ward. Yes. All right, let's talk about another favorite um, female of ours, and that is Miss Chrissy Teigen. She yeah. recently spoke out about postpartum depression. Now, we know she is married to uh, musician John Legend, and they just had a baby a couple months ago. Luna. Yeah. Luna, who's gorgeous Uh and you know it's interesting watching the social media of celebrities you will see so many photos and videos of them looking happy and you know she seems like she's loving motherhood but recently she penned in Glamour magazine that you know she was experiencing um, some postpartum depression she she was diagnosed in December 
Yeah, and that was just a couple months after uh, having baby Luna, and she was actually afraid to speak out about it because, you know, you can look at her and see that she lives this glamorous life. She's yeah. married to a great guy. She has a great modeling career. She has a nanny. Yeah. She has yeah. in-laws. She has all the help she can get. Yeah. Financially, they are good. You know, you might think, why would she, out of all people, have mm. postpartum depression? She has a new, brand new baby. And it's what, her first yeah. child. And what was interesting was she was she didn't identify it because she said she thought, and as I thought, she, her essay kind of opened me up. She said, "I didn't. It wasn't like I didn't like my child. I was mm-hmm. so happy when I when I saw my child. I was depressed in other areas of my life, and so I didn't equate it to postpartum depression. But that was part of it. Yeah, and and, and yeah. some of her, I guess, symptoms were not being able to get out of bed or off the couch, um, loss of appetite. And if you follow her, you know she loves <laughs> to eat. I mean, she has a cookbook. Um, she would randomly burst into tears working. Yeah. You know, she has a show that she's on. Was getting harder and harder." to do so she couldn't really understand but let me tell you this and um, I'm going to relate it to weight gain weight loss I feel that postpartum depression is very similar to rapid weight gain or weight loss. And I experienced some depression um, when I gained a bunch of weight on the show that I did. And at the time when I was in it, I did not call it depression. But when I was out of it, I realized it was depression. I think whenever... You are affected drastically. Your sleep is affected. Your home hormones are affected. Your lifestyle is affected. You know, I think it is going to affect your mind mentally. Yeah. And I can't imagine having a newborn. You're not sleeping at night. Your yeah. life is very different. It's no longer about you. It's okay, I need to provide yeah. for this child. And if you're generally depressed and you, and you don't feel that way about the child, mm-hmm. then it's hard to attribute where that feeling is coming from. Mm-hmm. And I thought what was interesting was it, it's really underdiagnosed, especially in minority communities, especially in communities w- with low incomes. And so women are going through this and... Not a, even knowing. It's underdiagnosed. They're, they are afraid to go out and seek help because they're afraid in a lot of these lower income communities that their kids will get taken away mm-hmm. if you admit to something like depression or, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think that was, I thought the greatest lesson was you know, as a woman, if you're feeling depressed in any way, especially after having that child, go ahead and seek that help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my um, sister-in-law, she uh, had came out to me last year um, and told me her and my brother just had a baby two years ago that she went through a depression and didn't tell anybody because she didn't want it to seem like she was resentful for having her baby yeah. and... You know, he he had a lactose intolerance, yeah. so he was crying all the time, my nephew not sleeping at night because he was allergic to her milk. Uh, so she had to get put on uh, a dairy-free diet. That way, when she was breastfeeding him, he wouldn't get allergic to the milk. So she literally went seven months with no sleep, maybe uh, one to two hours. So that insomnia, you know, plays on everything. Sleep is so important, even with weight loss. You have to get yeah. enough sleep. I think just any area of your life, you really do need sleep. And yeah. when you have a newborn... And you got to take care of your mental health. You yeah. Know? So, you know, we're so quick to neglect it because it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's urgent. Yeah. But it, when your mental health is not taken care of, it, everything else in your life is going to start to fall yeah. apart. So. And Chrissy, she was uh, speaking that she sees a therapist. Yeah. And once she started her antidepressants, it really helped her. And she felt like her old self. And as you know, she's goofy. She's joking. 
joking all the time. She felt like she was who she was before she had the baby. So um, shout out to Chrissy for being open and Mm. vulnerable and penning this because, you know, her and just a few other celebs like Adele, like actress. What was her name? Actress. Mm. I wrote it down. Hayden. Oh, oh, Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who she is, but. She was on the the cheerleader from uh, Heroes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she opened up up about it too so it's nice that celebs are stepping forward and hopefully that will make us more aware to run out and get help yeah absolutely all right let's talk about trump slashing restraints on fda for prescriptions such as antidepressants and other things now um i'm i usually don't agree a lot with uh, some of the things that yeah. our president does but this i am you know in favor for um, we'll talk about the pros and cons, but what he's doing is um, just a background. On average, it takes 12 years for a prescription drug to be tested, researched, to get to uh, human testing, and then finally out into your, um, hands, into consumer, your hands. Yeah. So 12 years is a long time when people are facing different illnesses, you know, especially chronic illnesses that are are causing deaths. So, Shaka, can you tell us more about this? Well, so, you know, Trump essentially wants to streamline the process by which, you know, these drugs can get approval. He hasn't really outlined exactly how or which way. But... What we already have very streamlined um, ways for certain drugs to get approval. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for certain drugs, if it's a, a a drug that is to combat a life-threatening disease and it's a new drug that advances the treatment of that disease, they get fast-tracked. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these drugs that are really kind of more cutting-edge and are new in a particular field, especially when the disease is more harmful to the patient, mm-hmm. um, they do get fast-tracked, and a lot of them can be anywhere from three months to six months, you know, mm-hmm. within a year's time frame. Yeah. Um, so... There, there is already a pathway for that, and what I'm nervous about with Trump, at least in this particular context, is we don't want pharmaceutical companies to really be testing, using us as lab rats. Yeah, and th- that's the thing yeah. that I'm a little worried about. Um, I know pharmaceutical companies, they have the dollar bills, and I yeah. could see them running to the White House saying, hey, yeah. we will give you to so much more drugs, money. Yeah to get all these drugs going. And it really scares me for those people who, you know... I, well, for us, we're the unsophisticated consumer because if I have some sort of ailment and the, and they, and the pharmaceutical company tells, tells me, this will probably fix you, yeah. I'm going to want to take it. And, and there's and no safeguards. My mom, she has a lot of different um, health issues. And, you know, we just spoke last week. She was taking something for, uh, was it restless leg syndrome? No, it was something for her allergies and it was causing restless leg syndrome. Wow. And she was, she's was she been suffering from this for years, and then she just took herself off the medication. She was like, I'd rather deal with allergies than not being able to sleep at night. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, when you fast-track these drugs... You know, one thing can happen and then something else. So, and that's why when you watch those commercials, you'll see a drug and they have all these warning labels. Oh, but Provetal will cause, you know, heartburn and this and this and this. And then you're thinking like, I don't even want to take that drug then. So that's the thing that's a little bit scary about pushing all these drugs. But I do like the fact that um, there might be help for those chronic diseases, illnesses that there's nothing for them on the market. Well, because we do have a fast track process for those. Mm -hmm. It might just take a few months. Um, And, you know, obviously, 
when it comes to life, you want it to be immediate. But we, we do have a fast-track process for mm-hmm. it. So my concern is to see how, in what ways will he try to roll this out or, you know, what will be instruction by the FDA to roll it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just want to make sure that people are safe. You want to make sure that this, the unsophisticated consumer is not taken advantage of. Yeah, exactly. And just a little more uh, info, only 5 and 5,000 prescription drugs actually make it to human trials where they are tested from those five, only one will be approved for humans. So that just shows you there's so many drugs on the market Mm -hmm. that we will never, ever, ever see. So it's like when I think of cancer, I often think with our technology now, why is there not a for sure cure? But, you know, perhaps there is one or many, but they're not getting through the testing process process quick enough or oh, I, there's I, I, I think it's I think it's it's good the way it's gone down yeah. because you know I think they had one drug for leukemia that ended up killing people earlier oh yeah yeah, yeah. And so scary yeah and so you, you don't want to find out after you've released a drug you, already in our lifetimes I've heard of you know just throughout growing up I've heard mm-hmm. this drug recalled and that drug recalled and that drug recalled mm-hmm. that means it made it through that entire process and no one was able to see the side effects until further down the line sometimes it's five or eight years so I, I just think we have a pretty good system in place there might yeah. be some places where it could be tweaked yeah. so it'll be interesting to see what areas he tweaks and hopefully not at the expense of the consumer and in yeah. favor of pharmaceutical companies to just like blast out drugs and get patents and then all of a sudden find out 10 years later it's killing you. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about things that are killing us. Um, We know food can be medicine. Yeah. But we also know that it could be detrimental to our health um, either to help us or hurt us. It's going to make some people out there really sad to hear hear about this one. So this next story, um, bacon, soda, and too few nuts are actually tied to big portions of deaths in the U.S. Everyone now, loves bacon, right? <laughs> Everyone loves but, bacon. But what about you? They can go to your vegan yeah, bacon, they can go right? Ve- get veggie bacon. It does exist. It's I pretty good. I haven't ate it. Yeah. I do my turkey bacon, but maybe try I should the try veggie it. Bacon for now, right? Yeah. Overeating or not eating enough of the ten foods, um, which I will explain, um, can contribute to early deaths of half of U.S. Um, deaths uh, that are causing, you know, different illnesses Strokes, from heart disease, yeah, diabetes, yeah. all those things. Um, there are research that shows that about seven hundred thousand deaths um, in twenty twelve are stemmed from heart disease, strokes, diabetes, like we just said, and other. Analysis of National Health Survey showed that participants, um, their deaths were correlated to their eating habits. So most of them didn't eat the recommended amounts of foods um, which they studied. Uh, The 10 ingredients combined contributed to about 45% of those deaths, according to the study. Uh, Let me just jump into the the foods they are. Did you, do you remember any of the foods? Well, well, obviously the bacon, the diet soda. Yes, so the bacon, diet soda, red meat, um, one serving weekly, one medium steak, or the equivalent of that of. So that is bad for you. Even having just one serving, Mm -hmm. processed meat. Um, That's going to be your turkey bacon. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the salt. And this is this is my yeah. downfall because yeah. I can go without. I've been doing veggie burgers, yeah. so I've been doing good. Yeah. Um, salt, two thousand milligrams daily. That's just under a teaspoon of salt. Is Which too is, much. And you got to be careful because it's in a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I, that's it's my in downfall everything. Too. Yeah. Like I, stuff. I can give up sugary. 
but salty, that is yeah. very difficult for I, me. I was even having some uh, bags of popcorn. I probably you, got my fill. You, yeah. I know, and you complained it's too salty. And I'm like, yeah. I love salty popcorn. Yeah, I probably got my fill. Like, fill yeah. I'll give up the fat, I'll give up the sugar, but yeah. that salt, that is definitely hard. Um, some things that we definitely do need that are actually good for us fruits, three average um, side. Size servings of daily fruit a day, um, vegetables, nut seeds. You want about five one ounce servings per week. Uh, whole grains, two and a half daily servings. You want your polyunsaturated fats like you know olive oil, mm-hmm. good oils, um, seafood, eight ounces weekly. Which I was surprised they put in there. So, so go pescatarian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, maybe start off with that. Yeah, that's what I need yeah. to do. But I'm surprised they put um, seafood in there. I, I well, would you're gonna think, get those good omegas, you know, from the seafood. But the, the problem is, even when I buy fish now, yeah, you have to really look for fish that hasn't been altered, manipulated. Well, you, you, you don't want, yeah, you, t- you want to stay away from the farmed fish. Yeah. You, know, you want the wild caught, that kind and of it, deal. Even, I, I'm starting not to trust even the wild caught. <laughs> it's looking bigger and bigger <laughs> and not normal. You know, like yeah. when you get your vegetables and yeah. the apple is like the size you, of your head and you're, and you're like, like, this is not right. I've yeah. never <laughs> seen an apple this big. Or you see an orange that looks like a grapefruit and yeah, you're like, like something hmm. isn't right. Yeah, so I would even be careful with those good foods. Let's talk about the worst diet tips that top nutrition experts have ever heard. And I thought this was an interesting story to talk about because I've even, uh, I'm not going to lie, even I thought some of these tips were good. (laughs) So the first one, do not eat after 8 p.m. I've always hated this tip because I I knew it was like sort of one of those BS tips, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Tell us why it's BS. Essentially, if you're talking about losing weight, you're talking about Mm -hmm. calories burned versus calories taken in. So if you burn a thousand calories in the day and you took in five hundred, if you took the five hundred in at eight a.m. or ten p.m., you're still going to lose weight the next day. Yeah. Now the argument would be, you know, obviously if you're putting all your calories in earlier in the day, mm-hmm. there's a greater chance you'll work them off throughout yeah, the day because you already know. But if you're just looking at how much you burn and yeah. what you take in, timing really doesn't matter. Well, I, for me and my body and what I've noticed, if I eat the bulk of my calories at night, I personally feel like. It stays in my stomach and isn't burned off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we eat for energy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what use is that food, you know, and I'm not saying, like, I think it's okay to eat three hours, two hours. But, like, if I eat 30 minutes before bedtime, mm-hmm. I feel like my body will turn that food into fat and it will go straight to my thighs and well, my hips. Not if you worked out before <laughs> earlier in the no, day, though, and your yeah. muscles need yeah. that, those carbohydrates and the yeah. protein, you know. Um, so it, it just depends on what your level of activity is yeah. throughout the day. And I think most important, I think it's the type of food that you're eating. If yeah. you're eating nachos oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think at people, 10 o'clock at night, people hmm. tend to reach for the worst that's stuff that. in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. If you're having Fatty broccoli carbs. and rice and yeah, lean, that's gonna some do lean you fish, good. you'll be fine. Yeah. So if you're going to eat your bad food, either early in the day, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> um, the next, uh, I guess, myth, uh, diet myth, is when you're hungry, chew on gum or eat celery. I, you know, I really hadn't heard. Well, I've heard about the celery actually because they said mm-hmm. you know you burn more calories to process the celery than um, than the celery actually has. So that was a good way yeah. to stay thin but feel yeah. full because you'd be eating just tons of celery. Yeah. Well, um, the reason why this isn't good because well, I should say it could backfire is those who eat 
you know, um, the celery or gum, they're ignoring those hunger cues. So what happens to your body, your metabolism actually slows down when you do eat because you're not eating, I guess... Well, your body, uh, yeah, your body thinks you're starving. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's going to take that food and store it as fat because it doesn't know when you're going to feed yourself again. again. Yeah. So that's definitely. And then they they did one. a couple of studies that people that tend not to eat when they're hungry mm-hmm. tend to overeat later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's true so too. Like, and yeah. I've done this too. I've yeah. done this myself. I'm like, had I had a sufficient meal when I was actually hungry, I wouldn't have, have binged on later. Yeah, like, like all the chips. <laughs> exactly. Like, you end up eating everything in sight instead yeah. of making healthy choices. Yeah. So I would definitely maybe if you're trying to curb your hum- hunger to some degree, drink water. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this last yeah, week. 30 really minutes per before, sorry. <laughs> 30 minutes prior to your meal, before your meal, and then consume yeah. your and meal. And that alone will still help you burn calories, even without the, you know. Oh, yeah. I think it was like 500, 500? calories yeah. a week. We learned something, yeah. Jaka. We did. All right, number three, to lose weight, just, just eat less and exercise more. I, for a long time, as a trainer, did go by this method. Well, and I, yeah. I realized later on it's not actually all true. Yeah, I mean, I think it works to a degree. It's like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about when yeah, you say exactly. eat less and exercise more? So, I mean, if you're doing it in a smart way, if you were someone that overate, then yeah, eat less and exercise more yeah. and you didn't exercise. Um, but it's, it's not that simple of a formula. You need to make sure you're making full changes throughout your life and it's not just an idea of you know, starve myself and go mm-hmm. crazy in the gym. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, it's not, you know, I know sometimes I give clients a... a it's not good to, but sometimes I do give a restriction for calories. So people can start being aware yeah. and start reading the nutrient labels. And then later on, I teach them how to read the fats, yeah. read the different things. And if they were overeating before, they do need a restriction in calories. Exactly. Yeah. But what I realize is that some people, I'll give them 1,400, 1,200 and most of it, a thousand of it, is all bad. And they're like, but I stayed under the calorie oh, limit. Yeah. So that's the tricky part. Is you want to make sure make sure if you are reducing your calories, it's actually healthy yeah. food that you're consuming. It's not just reducing yeah, the good you're, stuff. You're having and 20 you're... Oreos versus exactly. like all the good food you could be having. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did do that before. Um, that's not good. I've been I there. First, We've yeah. all been there. Yeah, I'm like, oh, but it's only 200 calories. <laughs> all right. Drinking diet soda instead of regular soda. Yeah. I mean, we just—it's that common thing that we all think it's good to do. But you know, mm-hmm. they're putting these things in diet soda that may not be healthy. Yeah, a lot of the stuff makes you crave more sugar. Mm-hmm. A lot so, of that yeah. aspartame, the fake sugars—you yeah. know, those man-made sugars. I feel and I've researched that your body doesn't process it and break it down the same way. You know, it's not going to use it as energy. It's mostly going to store it as fat and it's going to mess up your um, your metabolism. Yeah. So you know. I would rather say go for real sugar. If you're gonna yeah. go, yeah, but go you really for the should, real thing. But you really should just be in water. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you should really just be water. <laughs> you know, someone said years ago, and it just for some reason clicked for me. It was like, don't drink your calories. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I'd rather just eat like really good mm-hmm. food and not get it from like drinks, and exactly. sugary stuff. And I stopped, you know, coffee. I just did black coffee from That's then on. I, I just did water, green tea, no sugar. And I used to be a big like throw a bunch of sugar in my coffee. But I was like, you know what? I'd rather that sugar come in the form of a cake later on. Or and something. that's what I do. Yep. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have my black coffee. And maybe if I want a little biscuit, yeah. I'm going to have my biscuit. Uh, the next one, cutting out carbs. Now, you you do want to make 
yourself aware of the carbs you're eating yeah. because carbs turn into sugar in the body. However, you do need carbs yeah, to a certain you, degree for energy. Yeah, I think I think you know I think some of the people uh, the nutritionists were maybe sensitive to certain things mm-hmm. they hear because. The lay person who's not really in fitness will say, cutting out carbs, oh, i got to make sure I have zero carbohydrates. Yeah. And, and that's not what you want. You want to be making sure you have maybe low carbohydrates if you're trying to really lean down. Yeah. But they're coming from grid sources, an abundance of vegetables, an abundance mm-hmm. of fruit. And um, those things have carbs it, in it. Yeah. They're good carbs. And those are the kind of carbohydrates. If you stick to those, you will find yourself losing weight and feeling better and a little bit healthier. Yeah. Do a cleanse to lose weight. Are you a uh, fan of cleanses? Yeah, but not necessarily to lose weight, but okay. I think sometimes the body needs to heal and to repair. Yeah. And there's been a lot of evidence to show that when you fast, your your, your cells repair. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of fasting, um, just even from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah. I feel like I've done fasting, and I see the remarkable things that it can do for your mind, yeah. you know, for your body. And, you know, I think it, it all, it's one organism. It's one yeah. big, so I feel like, why wouldn't it help you, it, you know? And I yeah. feel like it rejuvenates your taste buds. When you come off a cleanse, when you eat something healthy, it's like, wow, this apple just came alive in my mouth. It's because yeah. you haven't been dosing yourself with diet soda and yeah. aspartame and it's not drowning out your taste buds. I feel like when you drink water, it's like, this is actually quenching my yeah. thirst now. you it's- got that cleanse that sort of kind of gives you a little bit of a reset. I think, it, you know, I think in the context of I'm going to overeat for Thanksgiving and so I'm going to go crazy and then yeah. because I'm doing the cleanse that mm-hmm. gives me an excuse to really eat yeah. poorly, then in that context I get why that's like a pet yeah. peeve. Like, do a cleanse because it's going to be part of a healthy regimen for yeah. you, not because it's like, I got to drop all this weight. Yeah, before. and that's exactly. I don't think because really that weight is going to come back. Yeah, majority of, of it is yeah. water weight. Yeah, 100%. So <laughs> you're going to do all that for, yeah. you know, two pounds of water, and the next week you're going to get it right back. And so. then you might be throwing, and depending on how often you're utilizing this, you might be throwing your body off balance. Yeah. Uh, skip the sugar. Many people think of sugar as the enemy. It is true that excess calories from added sugars, the table sh- uh, sugar, the syrup, the yeah. candy, uh-huh. all that other stuff. That you should skip. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's not doing anything. There's no real nutrients in it. However, you know, the sugar in the bananas. Um, Any type of fruit, really, yeah. That's actually good for you. Yeah. And I feel like your body, again, because it's natural, your body knows how to break it down. Yeah, and then you, if you ever have a craving for some sort of processed sugar, have fruit first. Yes. And I, I'll tell you, it'll knock out that craving oh, because yeah. your body gets satisfied. Yeah. Um, and I, that's one of the things I always have gone by. You know, if I want to cheat and have something bad, I try to have like a healthy thing first. And if I still want it, then I'll go to it. Oh, yeah. If you have your bowl of oatmeal, I love sugar on my oatmeal. However, I cut up some bananas, throw it in there, yeah. and it kicks that sweet craving that I'm looking for, and it's healthy for me. Uh, the last one, do not worry about saturated fa- fats. Despite the headline, saturated fats are not back. They still raise your cholesterol mm-hmm. and increase the risk of heart disease, cancer. Um, the only foods that contain saturated fats that have shown to prevent heart disease and prolong, prolong life are nuts and seeds and all those good things. Yeah, just, just go vegan. That's, that's I know, a, right? The that's answer is shaka. Go answer. vegan. Every, every problem, uh, just go vegan. Go vegan. <laughs> All right, do we do we skip any stories? Was that it? Oh, did I give you this one? The treat cramps. 
Oh, Feather yeah. Feather tree cramps. Yeah. Um, a lot of, oh, wait, wait. There's another one for, um, okay, well, tree cramps, and then uh, we're going to talk about Nike. And oh, yeah, that's the, a, I think that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah so um, first with cramping. Do you actually get cramps? Yeah, of course. I mean, especially when I swam, you get cramps all the time. Oh, yeah, you yeah. were, um, you did polo. In water polo, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you get a little Charlie horse, you, you cramp up somewhere. hmm and this was article is all about how to treat them, and a lot of times it can be attributed to so many different things. Yeah. Um, for me, chief amongst it, I found it was usually when I was dehydrated. Yeah. Or, or you're not getting enough um, potassium, is it? Yeah, potassium and sodium, and, and so that's why electrolytes, and that's why Gatorade. Oh, is that's re- yeah, that's a big thing. I remember uh, cheerleading in high school, and we had our running back star player, Bismarck, uh, <laughs> South High. Um, we, all of us cheerleaders, would bring bananas. Yeah. To the game because he would always get cramps and we would just throw bananas at him. Like, Make sure you don't cramp up. Eat a banana. Um, and I think stretching is uh, very, very important too. I feel yeah. like so many athletes or people going to the gym, you know, they're going so hard working out or, yeah. you know, performing in their sport that they don't take the time enough to properly stretch and I feel yeah. like it's just as important if you do not you oh, know want to take the time to really stretch um, there's dynamic stretches that you could do warming up your body properly and stretching at the same time and I always say be careful with how you're stretching if it's going to be close to a workout that involves weightlifting mm-hmm. um, because you don't want to stretch too close to that workout because a lot of times you stretch and could be preparing your body for a movement that you're, you're not, not doing, doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that might make you actually more prone to injury so give it at least maybe an hour, maybe longer um, between a stretching regimen and then like a, a strength training workout. Okay, let's talk about those uh, hijabs that Nike is just uh, just launched. It's called yeah. Pro Hijab, um, and it's for Muslim women athletes. Just launched by Nike. I love this. They, well, they talk look, about they, they look kind of cool, right? They, they just really look do. Really cool, like yeah. talk about uh, International Women's Day. This yeah. is like the best story for today. I love this. Mm. It actually gives me goosebumps just looking at the the female athlete. This just shows yeah. and screams woman power. I actually yeah. lived in Dubai for um, a couple of months after I graduated college, and you know, um, Dubai. It is, you know, primarily a Muslim or Islamic country. And although it is very fast forward compared to other Muslim countries, you know, I think there was one college um, there that was for women. But, you know, women's rights there, I think, are a little bit slower than here in the U.S. We've been liberated for a long time. I mean, we just had Hillary Clinton run for president. So I love this because you're seeing these female athletes who are making grounds and now they're providing the gear for them yeah. to do it. So to me, it, it, it's showing so much respect for their yeah, their religion, their, their, their culture. Religion, yeah. And at the same time, it's allowing them to be great and do yeah. things, make grounds in a, a male dominant, you know. Yeah, and, they um, had, and they had really top Muslim female athletes come in and test this and give them feedback so that. It comported to their religious yeah. sort of like requirements, but also was breathable, and they could perform and like not think about the hijab as they're you know doing whatever competitions they're involved in. And and one of um, the athletes, she was saying before competitions, she literally had one hijab that was I guess uh, good enough to allow her to perform at her max every night because she only had one. She was constantly washing it and, and washing one, yeah. it. So now you know they have this. 
amazing line that, you know, it will provide them, you know, more and well, not endurance, but it will allow them. But to... may, maybe more endurance <laughs> because but a lot of uh, a lot of the problem was breathability. So yeah. they were sweating in the the, mm-hmm. the hijabs, and there weren't that many options. Yeah. And so I think this also kind of maybe puts a new face on the Muslim woman in terms of what it. she does, and you know she can and can't do. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. breaking that barrier. Yeah, and that you know because she has these religious values doesn't mean she's not this woman that can also play sports and yeah. do other things. You yeah. Know. And I think they said Muslim buying of like sort of apparel. Made up eleven percent. Oh, of, it's yeah. crazy! Again, when yeah. I lived in Dubai, yeah. those women shop like I would see. Um, I forget what you call what they would wear, and not just the hijabs, but like their garments would be embroidered with literally like diamonds and gold yeah. and, and like. You, and you're talking about it's accounting for eleven percent of apparel yeah. sales worldwide. So I think you're going to see a lot of companies still start to address yeah. this issue, and they already have started. Oh yeah, to. Tommy Hilfiger, yeah. DKNY did a line a couple of years ago. There's other big uh, lines out there that are incorporating this. Yeah. However, there's some um, Muslims that feel like. They also don't want to uh, companies to kind of commercialize commercial. Too much. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is we need to be respectful. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's due to their beliefs and their religion. And I do, and I, I, I like that a company like Nike went and got these athletes to consult with them. You know, so I think as long as these companies are being very conscious and consulting and. Yeah. Listening yeah, and not I just think, throwing the product yeah, out there. That's something. Oh, this will sell. Money. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that'll be very helpful. But yeah, what a great story. I loved it. Yeah. Um, you guys, sound off in the comments below on YouTube or tweet at us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, let us know. I guess some of the stories that you heard from us today. What do you think about the hijabs that Nike, you know, just put out for Muslim women? What do you think about Chrissy Teigen voicing up about postpartum depression? Um, what do you think about the foods like bacon that you shouldn't be eating that could cause early death will you be giving up bacon we really want to hear from you we enjoy um you know doing this every week for you guys not only do we learn we enjoy it and we hope you guys take something away from it um that's gonna wrap up today's show yeah. so you're giving it bacon now right uh i'm gonna try your uh, <laughs> vegan bacon please bring me some um i'm actually not gonna be here next week because it will be my birthday and Happy i'm going birthday. on vacation yes. Um, but I will be pretty good up until then, until they have the Where cake. Where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Okay, we want pictures. We want, and video. And video, yes, yeah. and I'm going to do some workouts while I'm there. I'll good. make sure to videotape yeah. it and show you guys Some good travel workouts. Yeah. That will be awesome. All right, you guys. I will see you, um, I guess, after next. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah, next week's Fit Club. But Shaka will be here. Yeah. Um, you guys can find us online at well, you can find me online at Fit with Fallon or uh, fitwithfallon.com. Shaka, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.